0: We've been talking about parenting curriculum. One of the things in your parenting curriculum must be to train your children to be godly adults. Those two aren't necessarily together, godly adults.
1: You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. Uh, we've been talking about raising human beings rather than human doings. How to put a parenting curriculum together, and really how to look at our own lives as parents. That uh, we're so busy, busy. What kind of example are we leaving to our kids? And the way we manage our lives really is seeping into how they will learn the, their own rhythm of life, and mm-hmm. they'll continue it on even through their high school, college, and adult years too. If we're not not careful the
0: rest of their life yeah we're training them up in the way they should go so that when they're old they won't depart from it the rest of their life we're setting patterns for the rest of their life that they will either have to overcome hmm. and go through their 20s undoing or get a launch just get a launch that all of a sudden this booster rocket of my parents that sent me up i'm launched rather than having to start all over again why do you think parents do this why do you think parents busy their children to death why do you think parents have become Performance enhancing drugs For their children Well
1: I know Tuesday We talked about uh, Really how we get a rush Out of it How we find ourselves Wanting to be successful And what successful means Is a busy calendar And the satisfaction That we actually got Everything done And that might mean We were raised that way Or just society Because we All the commercials These days are How you can save time And save How to be an excellent mom While looking good And taking your kids To soccer practice And that's just the way Of being a super mom and, and that's what it looks like. And it's so, it's microwave
0: mom, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of what I did short term. It has no connect to long term, but I'm proud of It's microwave mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of what, what are we today? There used to be a quick breakfast called a Pop-Tart that you put in a toaster and it took one minute in a toaster. We couldn't wait one minute anymore. <laughs> now you can put it in the microwave for 15 seconds because 45 <laughs> seconds we had to have microwave mom. I, mm-hmm. We've misrepresented to the American mom what success is because we're not looking out there, we're existing right here. And I, I agree. I think we're going for any success we can get. right? And yet we say with our mouths that we know God knows the plans He has for our kids, and we want to connect them to God, and we want to give them the practice of doing things in a godly way and cheer that on. You know, our, our child makes a does something awesome in school, and that way we can cheer for, that was an awesome, godly thing you stood up for, that was great but we don't really do it and we don't really set the stage for them to be godly. We would rather subcontract them out to other people. We've got to decide of all the things we've talked about this week, This topic of raising a godly adult is the most important topic we can take on because that is the topic that will help them find the plans God has for them Mm -hmm. positively.
1: Okay, so let's get down to the technicalities then. You want to raise a godly child. That means obviously introducing them to the gospel, not just taking them to church so they can hear it there, Uh, but you have to live it out also. I've got to be the gospel. Yeah, living it and also teaching it i asked hannah the other day i said uh we were talking about how one is a christian i said are you a christian yeah i said well why are you a christian and you know put him in a thinking spot and i said what what have you done to become a christian and she didn't know the answer so we had to uh, explain cool. it but you know and there's moments where you have to literally explain it to your kids so you have to be a teacher you can't just say okay let's wait till sunday and your sunday school teacher will, oh so you know.
0: we're so we're taking the lord's supper at church and my son is uh 4 5 or 6 somewhere in there and Roby says can I can I take the Lord's supper daddy and I said well mm-hmm. tell me why you want to take the Lord's supper everybody else is taking it and that's oh. not good enough he says well when you're my age you could, literally <laughs> you could use a snack in the middle of a long time in church He said that That's what he said that's now, awesome. This is a boy who's a pastor today but didn't get it then Yeah and and you realize just going to church yeah. that's not going to get it Church is the rounding off what we really know and really believe. It's the envelope we go to worship corporately in. Mm -hmm. I know that God has special things for my children, and academically it's not going to get them there, and physically, sports-wise, it's not going to get them there. Those are important things, and training them how to handle money is important. not going to get them there. I've got to decide to raise my children a part of my parenting curriculum is learning how to be a human being, not a human doing, a human being that loves God. And sometimes we even take the Christian thing as human doing. We go to church, we have them awesome things like Awana, we have them all lined up, but they have no clue what it's all about because they come home and it's inconsistent in their home. Mm -hmm. We've gotta first be the gospel before we continue telling the gospel. And when I'm not, and when I sin, and when I get loud or whatever it is, I've gotta say I'm sorry, that's not what Jesus would have me do Will you forgive me? The most important thing about parenting, the most important thing, and the Bible tells it over and over and over and over. I've been in a men's Bible study this year. We're gonna spend probably the next three years studying the book of Exodus together. You know, the number of times in Exodus, uh, you do this so that when your children ask, why do we do this, you can give the gospel. When your children ask, why do we do that, that Passover thing, so you can give the gospel. It's to pass it on. How sad not to pass it on. Mm -hmm. So we can busy ourselves right out of sharing our faith with our kids and living our faith in front of our
1: kids. Mm -hmm. Now, and we have a personal relationship uh, with Christ, and you want to obviously sort of, if you can, transfer that passion for God to our kids, but also realizing they have to have their own personal relationship with Christ. So how do you cultivate that? It's hard to get them to read the Bible every day if you don't read the Bible every day. Bingo. And and it's hard to read the Bible every day, to be honest. So
0: I want to send them out as decision makers, mm -hmm. and I want to send them out when they go to parties in 11th grade they they know that's how to not only that's the wrong decision they shouldn't do that but not because I'm not watching I'm not there but God's watching and God loves them and God has a better plan and this is a step-up time so that takes years to get there and it takes years to prepare them spiritually to drop them off and in the, in those years, it does mean yes, we have a time of corporate worship at the breakfast table. That as a dad, I led every morning except for Tuesdays. Rosemary led it Tuesdays because I went out to the Bible study. But every other morning, they heard me read. The Bible. It was difficult because they slept through gonna, most of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was
1: going to say they weren't saying "Yay, they, Dad, no, you get ne- to read the Bible." I've Never
0: heard an amen from them, and I've never heard a response <laughs> when I asked the question, "What do you think God's saying here?" And uh, no one said anything. I was waiting for the moment one of them say, "Praise God!" That was awesome, Dad. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But it's my job to do it. It's my job. Do- They're children. Yeah. They're absolutely children. But it's more than that. Then the next step is. Uh, okay how do we live that as a family what is our family mission project rather than we go to church and we leave the car and say okay we're going to be separated now at church for the next three hours we'll meet you back at the car at no that's church but what is our personal mission what are we involved in as a family Mm -hmm. and how do we express our faith as a family and how do we give to things like a single mom or a widow as a family and how do i take my son to the work day uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a church now where we're doing a work day Saturday morning and really telling the dads, man, bring your sons. And at Sheridan House, uh, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, when we're going to have Turkey Day, where people are starting right now to bring us turkeys or gift cards to Sheridan House. And we're going to help single moms and give them all the things that go with a Thanksgiving meal and a frozen turkey. And dads, bring your sons because moms don't carry a thing. We carry them to the car for them. Uh, we serve them that day expressing your faith and saying son what did we do today we took turkeys to cars no we served christ well dad can i ask you something that lady didn't say thank you you know the other lady did but this lady didn't say thank you Ah, son let me tell you we didn't do it for her well that was her we did it for no we didn't do it for her we did it for jesus mm-hmm. uh, she just happened to have that face that's all we did it for jesus so i never need to hear a thank you from them uh, we're doing it for jesus it is our job to raise the next army. And to tell you the truth, this nation got where it got today because our army wasn't raised up. The mm-hmm. baton wasn't passed. We just expected the church, and we hoped that the youth guy talked to them about sex, to our kids about sexual purity. Rather than us, mm-hmm. and we hope the youth guy told him what movies to watch and what not to watch. Rather than us, that's a parent's job.
1: But if you have a rebellious teenager in your life,
0: and you should,
1: it, it's hard to sit them down and talk to them. And sometimes they don't even want to hear you. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." And and you you think, well, the next best option is, "Hey, youth pastor, can you help me?" And All I've been on both. Oh I mean,
0: yeah, because you've been a youth pastor. All the above. All the above. But, you know, God must laugh at us when I'm thinking, Lord, my 14-year-old named Tori is not listening. And I know God wants to say, how do you think it makes me feel when you don't listen? (laughs) How how do you like it? I knew the child you needed to have, Bob. I I, I think we expect, again, microwave mom to do these three things and step through the hoops and, okay, wow, she didn't respond. It's a two-decade learning process. We're ingraining in them a love for God, and then how does that translate into a walk for God? King David had a love for God. It didn't always translate into a walk for God. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to help, and I've you know, i thought and thought about this little boy. Did he end up being working for King Saul too early? I don't know. Mm-hmm. God knew the plans he had for him. Did he end up playing for the harp at too impressionable an age, where in, in, in reality, Joseph got yanked from Jacob's house starting at 17 for the seminary? Of 11 years working for Potiphar, we had nothing to turn to mm-hmm. but God. And, and so often in the mediocre Christian environment, when kids see someone like Saul who says he believes but he didn't really believe and refused to wait for Samuel to show up and did his own religious service because he had to get on with the war, now he missed it. Mm-hmm. And so we watch David who only during painful times and difficult times does he hide in caves and write the Psalms. But then when he becomes king, And uh, the people are saying, city of David, city of David, and he should have said, no, city of God, city of God, but he didn't stop that, he liked that. And then he liked that other kings had multiple wives and he had them. Uh, He missed. I want to raise a child who loves God and knows how to serve God, who has a passion for God, but has a peace with the discipline of God. That's our job as parents. And we have to have those discussions. And you are going to have that child who's going to take you on and love every minute of it because that child is doing more process than you can possibly imagine. It's the one who doesn't take me on that scares me when they get to college.
1: Yeah, because they're not thinking, right?
0: They're not thinking. They're not having the courage to say yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. And I don't know when they're going to do that.
1: So, if you can narrow it down just a little bit, what are some major components? If you if it has to be part of your parenting curriculum, I want to raise a godly adult, but godly being the key word here. Um, What are some main things you would say? Do family devotions? I mean, what do you have to? I guess since we're talking about performance and calendars and all that, what to put in your calendar to make sure you don't miss raising the godly aspect of your child?
0: I think the first thing is I need to look at my life and I need to be an example. If you're going to break it down, we'll break it down into four E's. I'm going to be an example. And when I'm not a good example, I'm, I'm going to announce that I was not a good example that I lost my temper. Will you forgive me? And if you're a Christian parent married to a non Christian parent, you're not responsible for that parent. You're already thinking I can't do this then. No, me, me, just me. I'm a full-time job for me. I would love to leave home without me <laughs> most days, but I got to take me along. Me, I can't, I can't <laughs> be a spec inspector looking for specs and other people's eyes. Right. There's a beam here, and I got to work on that. So the next thing is expose them. And I think exposing them to the, the Christian life is find your time when you're going to read your Bible. It's important enough to do it every day. I mean, some people have a television show that they got to watch every day. That's their, quote, show. Uh, some people have to go on Facebook every day. That's what they do. No, uh, this is important. So decide this is worth doing. And then I think after finding various venues daily to expose them, then I think they need to experience it. I think they need to experience living this life. And that's by the debates. Should I wear this? Not wear this. Why shouldn't you wear this? And those fun debates where... Should
1: I invite that annoying kid in my class to my party, you know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And that's the debate we don't like to have because they take time. Let's go for a ride in the car. You know, Israel, will you watch the kids? I'm going for a ride in the car. And Mm -hmm. just having this talk in the car. But I think the other thing that's real important is the fourth E in the training process is encouragement. We need to encourage the right things. You told me a great story about your son who stepped up in school, made a statement. He was in the minority. He didn't care. He raised his It was absolutely awesome. And you went crazy. And we can't go crazy enough for that. Mm-hmm. That's the badge of the month there. I mean, I'd make a dumb badge for that. That was absolutely <laughs> awesome. You are the man. You stood up to your crowd. And they need to hear us cheering for that, not just soccer goals. That mm-hmm. was Their foot kicked that one in, but right. their head and heart got together and stood up for the, for the gospel for the right thing. This is so important because it'll help you not get a phone call from college saying, Mom, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. It'll help you not get a phone call from college. Mom I got kicked out because I, I don't even know why I went with these kids to do that. I should have said no, but I went with these kids. This will help you not get a phone call from the parent of your grandchildren saying, I've messed up. Mm. This will help them have the knowledge and have the discipline. They've got to practice that. That's what we talk, pretty much this is what we talk about every single day on Parenting on Purpose, is how to make the decision according to Christ and the opportunity to exercise their options and a consequence. Put the curriculum in place, but the core, the axle, has to be a faith in Jesus Christ and the privilege of practicing that faith.
1: You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. If you want to find out more about this topic, performance-enhancing parenting and how to raise a godly child, there are lots of resources available online at shfm.org, lots of resources that also benefit the ministry. So anything you purchase there, the proceeds go directly to the ministry. That's online again at shfm.org. You can hear this broadcast again, share it with a friend, even send us your questions and comments online at parentingtoday.org. Org. You can sign up for the daily blog, which goes into your email account every day, online again at ParentingToday.org. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we have Talk Back Friday on this topic of performance-enhancing parenting right here on Parenting Today.